I was looking for my sibling since I wanted to ask him for something. It was hard to find. I didn't see him in the living room nor the patio. However, I caught a glimpse of him in the kitchen entering our bedroom. He was walking slowly. I called out to him and He was walking slowly. I called out to him in a clear, audible voice, yet he didn't respond. I called once again. He still didn't look, nor answer back. I followed him into our bedroom. He suddenly shut the door and forced me to open it. What I saw was baffling. He was nowhere to be found, even though I saw him entering our bedroom. I looked for him, behind the door, under the blankets, and underneath the bunk bed. Still, I found no presence of him. I went to the living room and asked my mom, Mommy, where's my brother? My mom looked at me and said, He's outside playing with your friends. Then, a thought came into my mind. Who did I call? Who was he? Was he my brother or something else? I was terrified and I'm glad I didn't check the closets. I woke up last night and saw my brother standing over me. The strange thing is, he's been dead for five years. Me and my friend went to go dig up a grave one night. When I opened the casket, we found someone alive instead. I heard tapping in my window late at night, and I told my brother to knock it off. He responded from across the room in his bed. I went to my mom's room to ask if I could go to a friend's house. What I saw instead was her being eaten alive by a creature. I saw something shining in the woods and I thought it was just a reflection of my porch light. I turned them off and two eyes stared back at me. The water was only knee deep on me. I remember many years when it was up to my neck. It was cold, but not colder than I remembered it. I was happy to be at the lake. I visited so much of my childhood, even if it has always been disgusting. The memories were also nice and gentle times I had out of the lake was full of pain suffering. Though I remember the time my uncle decided that I was a wimpy six year old and decided to take me to the deepest part of the lake where all the boats were. I was kicking and screaming 
and taking so much disgusting water which smelled like sulfur but tasted like nothing. It was still mostly fond memories of my dearest days. That's why I decided to die here too. So that my memories start and end here. This happened to me a few years ago when I was 21 and living on my own in a small apartment. This apartment was very cheap and quite comfortable. My college was 20 minutes away from here, so that's why I chose to live here. After a long day of studying for my upcoming exams, I decided to take a shower and fall asleep. I woke up with shivers down my spine. I had a blood-curdling dream. I was trapped in an empty room with white walls and a popcorn ceiling. There weren't any doors that could lead me to an exit. There was nothing in this room except an old oven. It was rusty. It looked like it hadn't been used for years and years. Suddenly, a woman, an old woman, with thick curly hair, appeared in the oven. Her head kept moving in circles, with blood pouring down her cheeks. She wasn't screaming. She was saying something. It sounded like gibberish. Her voice was deep. That was the scariest dream I ever had. I decided just to forget about it and continue on with my day. But I couldn't shake the feeling that there was something wrong with my oven. At around 10 p.m., I arrived home. I was extremely tired and hungry, so I decided to reheat the leftover food I had last night. I was, as I was, a, as I was about to turn on my oven, I saw the woman, the same woman, dream. I froze. This time, she looked even scarier. Her eyeballs were missing. Blood was pouring down from her hollow sockets. She just said one thing. Enter the oven. As he heard the screams of his baby sister and his parents, he realized he shouldn't have went in, in that haunted warehouse that his friends told him about. As the cold white hand fell out of the suitcase, that had been left at his doorstep on Monday morning, 4 a.m. Tommy realized they shouldn't have left with the bag of money from the trash can. 
I heard screaming coming from my bedroom. I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. My reflection was screaming. I wasn't. At my store, we believe that the men's section near the fitting room is haunted. After the store closed, it was just a team of members on the floor. I would be by myself, folding clothes. I would often hear noises coming from the fitting room. It sounded as if someone was in there, trying on clothes. I went to check each room, and there was nobody there. This is the only thing I've experienced so far. I've asked people before, and a lot of them also heard things as well. One of my co-workers saw a package of socks moving once. She refuses to be alone in the fitting room. Overnight workers also don't like to go in there alone to clean. I tried to find out what my target was built on top of. Nobody really knows. Some say mental asylum. Others say cemetery. But I guess we'll never find out for sure. I'd always been a fan of watching movies and TV shows with my mom when I was younger. I remember always forcing her to watch Spongebob with me. She wouldn't let out a sigh and turn on Spongebob for me while I ate popcorn. I had recently stopped watching TV for a while because of my really tiring job as a fast food worker, but today I finally got the chance to sit down and actually hold a remote in my hand for the first time in a few weeks. I turned on a channel that I had never seen before, it was called car star. I decided to watch this show because I was interested by the name of this channel. Are you looking for a new car that is shiny as a star? Well you have stumbled onto the right channel, a man said looking directly into the camera. It was as if he was looking directly into my soul. It creeped me out a little bit. The man kept looking and looking into the camera. For what felt like ages, I decided to turn off the TV and just go to bed. I didn't get much sleep last night because I kept thinking of that man. He even appeared in my dream. In my dream, he kept looking at me, but not through a TV. He was actually in front of me. This night, I decided to watch the channel again just out of curiosity, it was the same man, only this time, he was way too close to the camera, his eyes were wider than ever, he wasn't smiling, it was just a blank expression, it was creeping me out, I tried finding the remote to change the channel, 
but I couldn't see it anywhere. My heart started racing as the man came closer and closer to the camera. Suddenly, my vision went blurry. I passed out. I woke up standing upright. I was wearing professional clothes. My hair was combed neatly, and I smelled good. Are you looking for a new car that is shiny as a star? Well, you have stumbled into the right channel, I said with a huge smile on my face. I can't stop saying that one. No, this was a week ago. I'm a college student and I'm around 20. And I decided to download Among Us a month ago because my friend suggested it to me. So I started playing it often. About a week ago, we decided to play a game of Among Us. Now, I have around seven friends. Their real names won't be disclosed, so here's fake names. Jake, Alex, Ryan, Mike, Alfie, Tyler, and Anthony. We all hopped into a local match. We had one imposter in the game about four minutes in. We get a dead body has been reported. And it was Mike. He was sighing. And one by one, everyone died in the game. But me and Alex and Alfie were still alive. We figured out the imposter as it was Alfie. The next day, our campus got shut down because Mike died. Apparently, his neck was snapped and smashed. We mourned. Him, our, our own way. The next day, two of our friends were dead. Jake and Ryan, they got stabbed to death. We all got freaked out. Now a massive investigation happened. And we had school shut down for three days. Those three days, Tyler, Anthony, were found dead. So that left me, Alex, and Alfie, and me and Alex saw a pattern, how they all died in the same order, they died in the game, we decided to stay together, no matter what, what, when Alex had to use the bathroom, we went together, I heard someone in there, so I called the police, and in there, they found Alfie with a gun. He was arrested for 10 years. Back in 2009, me and my friends lived in a huge neighborhood. We would play Ding Dong Ditch every day. We would go to different houses and ring the doorbell and running away like we weren't there. But one night, me and my friends decided we should do it. At night time, I agreed because we had nothing better to do. Even though we got different houses every day, there was one house that was so creepy. My friend said we would go ding dong ditching, but he didn't say we would be going to that house. The house had old wooden walls 
and a porch that seemed like it would break any minute. My friends forced me to go up to the house. First, I said I didn't want to do it. But my friends told me, grow a pair. There was a moment of awkward silence. I told myself to suck it up and get it over with. I pressed the doorbell, but didn't work. I wonder why. So I knocked on the door. We ran to the side of the house by a bush. We waited for a solid 30 seconds. We thought no one owned the house, so we left. And then, living so soon, we heard behind us. It was an old lady. Uh, yeah, I said. Why don't you come in? As the old lady said that, she had an evil grin on her face. My friends and I looked at each other like we knew exactly what to do. We ran for our lives. We got back to my house and decided to have a sleepover since we were too scared. We barely got any sleep, wondering if she was watching us. I was walking through the woods one night. My friends were with me. Their names were weird. I forgot their names. Well, that doesn't really matter right now. We were walking through the woods for some branches for a fort we were making. We're 16, so this wasn't much of a physical challenge. Which was good since building something to fit us all was going to be hard. Anyways, we found this house and we entered it, expecting some planks. In fact, we were still looking. I'll go ask one of them if they found any. Hey man, have you seen any unusable wood? There, in a room sat many bodies, all at ages. 14 to 18. Some were recent, some were old. Then there were the ones that were still recognizable. My wife hates when I take this road. I don't care what you do on your own goddamn time. If you want to die, say five minutes, then that's great. But me and Addie aren't going with you. Yes, it's a nerve testing little two lane road that winds through the mountains. Death mere inches away on both sides, but no. It doesn't save you only five minutes. Going around the whole mountain instead adds at least 20 minutes. Wow, that may not matter. My permanently late wife always 
the last mom to daycare to pick up little Addie. I manage my time well. At the very least, if she's going to force me to take longer routes, then she should be ready to leave the house at any time. We've agreed on. If you add 20 minutes to my drive, but you aren't ready to depart your time, then that's one big thing. But if you force us to take the long route and aren't ready on time, then we've got a problem. You can't have it both ways. Only she does. About everything. All the time. The rules aren't only for me with none applying to her. I'm basically the victim of emotional abuse and I can't take it anymore. It's safe to say we've reached my breaking point so today I'm being a super dad and taking Addie to daycare, letting mom have a break. I think you know which route we'll be taking. When I was 16, I met a beautiful girl. At that young an age, all feelings are a world. Eyes blue as the sea, and hair black as midnight. She laughed like a chime, and got my heart. Like she had a knife, we fell in love and shared a life. The years went on, I tried to adjust my love for her versus her love for life. She wanted it all, I couldn't budge. So the next best thing was to make her my one love. I thought for hours, days, months, and finally it was time. I told her I loved her and wanted her to be mine. A bit of drugs and wine meant a sleep older than time. I couldn't cut her up, she would not leave, a meal so divine, I am hers and she's mine. My friend's dad is a person who flies the EMT helicopter, he got a call on the 4th of July about a guy blowing his face up. Sure enough, this one dude lit a large Roman candle, and when it didn't fire right away, he stared the tube of the firework. The firework burst through his eyes, exploding his skull. I believe the guy survived, but he doesn't have half his face. A guy I grew up with was filling shells, casing with powder from emptied out fireworks. One blew up in his hand. When it healed, his hand had a weird lump and skin texture. It resembled E.T.'s hand, but pink.
So, let's give you a mindset. It was on Friday night. I just got home from my job. I made a crappy 150 a week. I play video games when I get a chance. The new Call of Duty Warzone came out. I probably wouldn't have been able to buy it if it costed some money. I was really happy because it was the weekend. So I had a couple of Red Bulls. That's a Friday night drink. I was playing duos and I ran into a guy named Cryptic1992. We started playing and he was really cool. But as I began to mess up, he got more violent. He got to the point of using bad words. We went on to win a game. But then, he joined my party. I never sent him a request. And I said, how did you join? He said, don't worry about that, Josh. I didn't know how he got my name. I said, how did you get my name? And he said, not to worry about it. I told him that I was going to get off. I turned off the game before he could say anything. I was about to call my dad, but then I got a text message saying, Hi, Josh. I went to the mall one day, hoping to find a gift for my little cousin, but instead, I found a story I would be telling on for years. My mom texted me, meet me at the toy house so we can go. I said okay and started walking down the aisle to only see a lady that looked identical to my mom. She said, come on honey. I walked towards her with a smile. She took me to a car that was different from my mom's. So I said, did you get a new car? She replied with, yes, I did, honey. I got in the car. She started driving about five to ten minutes later. I got a text on my phone that read, I'm here. What's taking you so long? Why did I have to watch that dumb movie? I was such a scaredy cat at the time that I got into my head and freaked me out. I lay in my room staring at the ceiling, desk lamp on, not sleeping, relaying the scenes from the movie. Then it hit me, the smell, like something rotten. I thought it was maybe what I ate, so I sat up to go to the restroom and came face to face with the creature, a black mass with red eyes. It growled at me before vanishing. Now I sleep with a crucifix above my bed. I can still feel it 
get close to me every night and I wonder what it is waiting for. I'm standing in court in dead silence as a judge gives me a life sentence. I told them I didn't do it, that I didn't kill them, but but there was so much evidence against me that they wouldn't believe my truth. He's coming to get me. I felt his stare through the whole thing. He even breathed on my neck a few times. I know what will happen when I go to sleep. I don't want to die, but I can only last five days, 11 max. I heard his plans through after he kills me. Thank you guys all for watching. Um, if you made it this far, I know a lot of people won't make it this far, but if you did make it this far, thank you a lot again. Um, new videos will still be coming out. I will try to do another one of these long compilations. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys.